Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, I'm Matt Williamson. You've reached the Locked On NFL podcast. This is a a short that we've been doing, and we're going to profile the Saints today, give you a quick rundown of the state of the Saints. Well, it all starts with Drew Brees. I mean, this guy's a Hall of Famer, playing as well as ever, makes a lot of problems go away. I mean, what's there to say? He's a total superstar. I guess there is some slight concern that there isn't his successor anywhere really resembling his successor in place or on the roster. I think this is very much a live-for-today type of team. And I understand that, and i got no problem with that. And that, that kind of brings us to the signing of Adrian Peterson. My hunch is, you know, when free agency opened, they didn't have any intentions to sign Adrian Peterson, you know, another Hall of Famer. But he waited around and waited around, and, well, if you're going to dangle him that long, maybe we should give him a call and say, hey, you want to join a very good offense? They always do have a power running element to it. He doesn't catch the ball very well. But, you know, you'll see John Kuhn is a fullback in front of him. My hunch is, and you fantasy people, don't spread the word on this too much yet, but I think Peterson's going to have a big year. And I've been told he looks really good. Um, Ingram's kind of the forgotten man, and I kind of don't understand that. You know, I mean, he... Before Philly signed LeGarrette Blunt, I thought, boy, I mean, they should be calling for Ingram right now. Or maybe if somebody gets hurt, somebody should call and get Ingram. But you can't give him away. I mean, I think he's a high-quality guy. He's improved as a receiver. He just seems to be in the doghouse a little bit in New Orleans of late. And they're not sold on him as as I am, I guess. I mean, I would have been fine with him. But I think Peterson will lead the team in carries and touches. Um, Ingram will be a supplemental player. Maybe not even with the team when it's all said and done. They obviously loved Alvin Kamara. And I don't, but I see what they love in that I think he's a better Pierre Thomas or a bigger Traveris Cadet. You know, a really good receiver. A little bit more of a finesse player, certainly, than Peterson or Ingram. But I think he'll make an immediate impact catching the ball. And this is a team that often leads the league in receptions from the running back position and next year he might be the man here you know i mean how long are peterson and ingram going to carry the load in new england um they're new england new orleans uh kamara could be the lead back as soon as next year so they gave up a second round pick next year to get him uh, i think they just wanted to get him a year earlier and they like him a lot i mentioned coon is there as a lead blocking fullback so this is a really good backfield include the quarterback position it's really loaded the wide receiver position took some hit, you know, took a hit. And Cooks is a is a great player, a really really good player. And you know, you bring in Ted Ginn, and he's a one trick pony. They always do have that guy, you know. I mean, they've had guys like Henderson that are just burners. That they, that is a piece of their offense, especially in the dome. And Breeze still throws well deep. I like Michael Thomas an awful lot. Was super impressed with his rookie year. Is he ready to be a true number one, though? You know, I mean, uh, with a lot of attention and number one corners in his face week after week. 
We'll see. I mean, I'm not saying he can't or can't. I think it's a 50-50 proposition. I like him an awful lot. Having Breeze and Peyton and the system and, you know, those around him will certainly help his cause, as well as Willie Sneed, who's one of the top slot corners or, you know, wide receivers in the league. And one of the, it doesn't get the credit he deserves at all. I mean, he has established himself now as a high-quality wide receiver. I look at him as a better version of Lance Moore. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, uh, to me, he has—he is a big-time Drew Brees favorite for obvious reasons. And, and one thing that the Saints have done in the Peyton and Brees era is more than most teams, they have invested in their offensive line. Um, especially in the interior. And a lot of that's because Breeze is a shorter guy. He has a harder time seeing when the pocket collapses up the middle. So they want to be really stout at the center and guard positions. That makes perfect sense. And it's been highly, highly successful for them. Well, they went out and they got Larry Warford, a big money right guard for them. Pete is a tackle that's going to bump into center. They invested heavily in Max Unger, you know, in the Jimmy Graham trade. He's injured, so I guess Clemente would be the center behind him. That's a little worrisome, but we'll see. Maybe you could shuffle some things around. I don't know who else would play center, though. I mean, they, they used a first-round pick on Ryan Ramchek. I could see him coming in as a sixth offensive lineman and maybe seeing more power sets than we've seen in the past. But I thought they kind of looked at him and said, Tackles don't grow on trees with a 30-second pick in the draft. We're going to grab this guy. We put a lot of value in offensive linemen. He'll eventually or sooner than later take over for Zach Streif, who's had a quality you know, career but is getting up in age. Uh, Teron Armstead's battled some injuries, but I think he's as talented as just about any offensive tackle in the league and is a really good player two years ago. I expect him to get back to that. So the Unger situation is a little worrisome, and depth here is not terrific on the inside. Um, but when right, I think this offensive line is a top five unit. I skipped the tight end position and Kobe Fleener was massively underwhelming last year. You would hope in his second season, he could do more for these guys. I didn't like the signing when it happened, to be honest. And I have my doubts, but you would think in year two, you'll get more production from him. He's never going to be much in the way of a blocker. The offense sounds great. Defense, as usual, is troubling. Um, let's start with some positives, though. I mean, you look at the big guys. There's some recent recent health news about Nick Fairley that's a little worrisome, but assuming he's the guy that he can has been, I think Rankins has star potential and big-time breakout potential that they should have a very good, active, talented pair of former first-round pick defensive tackles. Cameron Jordan is a high-end defensive lineman that's very versatile, uh, sort of atypical in that he doesn't have an, a distinct role. He's not a speed rusher. He could play some 3-4 end for you probably. You can move him inside. But a high-quality guy, probably their best defensive player. The biggest concern for me on this team, though, is edge pass rush besides Jordan. Like I said, he's not exactly a fastball off the edge either. Trey Hendrickson is a guy in the third round that I think could absolutely surprise and was highly productive on a per-snap basis. They have Alex Okafor, but in general, pass rush is going to be a problem. They're one pass rusher away, really, in my opinion, for this defensive front. The the linebackers are just okay. You know, they bring in Manti Teo. Maybe he steps up in his second year. 
Kakaha is going to be more of a pass rusher, but I think he's a limited athlete. Former second-round pick. I like the Anzalone pick quite a bit, but he's got injury concerns. Everybody has kind of a but, you know, like, he's all right, but, or if, you know. Um, they have Craig Robertson. They have Stephon Anthony, former first-round pick who's been underwhelming. Ellerby's still in the mix. Um, I would imagine Anzalone and Teow and Anthony kind of emerge as their top three second-level players. Um, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, they got a gift with Marshawn Latimer in the first round. I imagine he will come in and start now. And if, if he can soon live up to his great promise, then Delvin Bro's a number two corner, and now you're talking. You know, and P.J. Williams becomes a three, or, you know, the Ken Crawleys of the world, or Sterling Moore's all moved down the depth chart just a little. You know, now you're talking. And, you know, the safety position looks like it might be a strength, too. There's no reason to doubt that Von Bell's going to be a decent player, also in his second year. Surprisingly used a second-round pick on Marcus Williams. He's more of a free safety type, but a good one. Uh, Vaccaro, maybe he plays some more second level, maybe some more linebacker to alleviate some of those questions we just had about those guys. Pretty sure his contract's up after the year, too. But overall, I mean, if you're throwing out a dime package of Bell, Vaccaro, uh, Williams, Bro, Williams, Latimer, Latimer, there's some talent there and some young talent and some talent that's in place. So I think the Saints defense is gradually getting better. Um, Saints offense might be a little more run reliant than we're used to, which would make sense with a great line and you add Peterson to the mix and a fullback and uh, lighten Breeze's load a little, but Breeze still stirs, you know, stirs the drink, and I think the Saints have a chance to be anywhere from a six to ten win team. 